Hey mama, welcome to the Raw Mom Life Podcast, where we talk about the rawness of motherhood and marriage, from mental health to habits and everything in between, all with vulnerable talk to allow you the space to know you're not the only one. My name is Amber Wilford, mama to three girls, just doing my best every day, even if my best looks different every day. Get ready to laugh and sometimes cry, but always with a good cup of coffee. Let's go. Welcome back to another episode of the Raw Mom Life podcast. I have my friend Kat here, but actually she goes by Caitlin Williams. But when I first met her on Instagram, her handle was Kat. And uh, I think most people call you Caitlin though, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, We met because... I think over the word fierce, right? Like we found each other via a hashtag that had to do with the word fierce as everybody well, may or may not know my, my podcast used to be called the live fiercely podcast and recently changed to my new brand, the raw mom life podcast. Um, but Caitlin and I have bonded over our love of many things. One of those things very much being Harry Potter. Um, and I'm excited to have Caitlin with us here today. She is a mom to one little girl and she works full time, currently has the summers off because she is a teacher. Uh, she's a health coach on the side and she is starting her very own podcast real soon too. And actually by the time this episode releases, she might have it already out and about. So we'll, we'll give you all that info at the end, but Caitlin, welcome to the podcast. Thanks so much. And I am definitely so excited to be a part of this. Uh, and we did meet over a hashtag because at that point in my health coaching, I was using the hashtag live fiercely, live beautifully. And one time I was just like, decided to search it. So I typed in live fiercely and a whole bunch of your stuff popped up and I was like, we should be friends. And then we did find out that we share a love of Harry Potter and Jesus and life. And at that time I was not a mom yet. And so watching you doing your business and doing your thing, it gave me like a lot of confidence and a lot of inspiration. So thank you for being my friend this long and for still giving so much wisdom to so many people. That's so sweet of you to say. I appreciate that. I love what I do and I love meeting awesome mamas like you. And it's fun how social media can connect us to such incredible people, right? Oh, yes. Awesome. Well, uh, share a little bit more about who you are, what you've got going on in life. All right. So I am a Florida girl, which is very, very different from the weather weather up there in Minnesota. And we talk about that quite a bit, literally how's the weather, (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Um, but I was born and raised in North Florida in Tallahassee. Um, before my last semester of college, I moved down to Orlando to do the Disney college program. I did several months of that. And then I went back and finished my degree and I moved back My dad asked me how long I was going to be gone. I told him that I give myself two months to get an entertainment at the parks. And in that two months, I actually ended up getting up, getting fired from Disney. And then I met this guy and I decided he was pretty hot. I decided to have his babies. And now (laughs) like 10 years later, we are back up in Tallahassee. So it has been a wild ride. And in that whole time, I was able to do so many cool things and just learn so much about myself. Obviously you learn a lot whenever you move out. And that was my first moving out experience, but I also got to work at some of the most amazing theme parks in the world. I worked at, I was home to magic kingdom and Hollywood studios and 
Universal Studios during that time. And I also worked for several different state agencies because at some point I realized I wasn't actually going to be talent um, as far as like performing in the parades and stuff like that. So I went for my backup job, which was CSI type forensics deal. And I went through several different state agencies to get that dream job and I landed it and it was super awesome. And I learned a lot about myself, including that it was a very bad job for my personality. So I took an online really cool job, but yeah. Wow. Yeah. It was, it was a hard wake up call. And I think I met you shortly after that. Um, actually right around that time, probably because I was transitioning from that to teaching based on some online tests. And I started teaching in 2018 and I actually really like it and it's perfect for my skill set and my giftedness. So I hope I'm making God proud. That's awesome. Okay. Give me a second. What? Um, we, we don't have, oh yeah. Where are your sisters? Um, they're playing with the face. Okay. Yeah, that's fine. All the neighbor kiddos are around today. So that is out of my house right now. Um, you said something. Oh, you know what? I think like if we're trying to do God's work, I think no matter what we're choosing to do, if like we are really truly listening to him, I, I think he is proud of us, you know, and he's always there and doesn't leave us. And you never know what path we end up taking, where it'll take us. Like I thought I was going to do direct sales forever. And if God hadn't closed that door, I never would have. And to be honest, I'm very grateful that he did because it's just led me to one, it's led me to this brand. Like, I don't think I would have uh, felt so open and honest about, you know, all the things that I share if I had still been doing direct sales, cause that, that consumed a lot of my time. And so, yeah, just like learning to trust. Right. True. And that's similar to what happened with me in Disney, because at the time that I was fired from the company, I had just applied for more internships and more things like that. But I had always, not always, I had been hearing like this thing in the back of my head, like, are you sure this is what you should be doing? And so I really feel like God intervened. And although it was my poor decision that led to it, I definitely think that it was supposed to have happened because the chain of events that happened literally that night and the next day is how I met my husband. So there was definitely some God work going on in all of that. For sure. For sure. So talk a little bit about motherhood. What is motherhood like? What are you loving? What are you struggling with right now? Okay. So right now it is a lot better. I currently have a daughter who is a little over two and a half. She turns three in September and we did recently find out that we are expecting baby number two. So we're very excited. I know. (laughs) I was so excited to be able to tell you. Um, and by the time that this airs, yes, it will be have, will have been announced to the world and this age with her being almost three, I really, really love. And from what other people say, she's a little bit more advanced. So we're at an age where there's a little bit more autonomy and we're finishing up with the potty training stuff. She can basically go by herself for the most part. Um, we're also going through a little bit of a teenager stage where it's no mommy get out (laughs) or Lily do this. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I always like, uh, strongly disliked that two and a half to three and a half stage just for their like independence, you know, like you love, hate it because you love Mm -hmm. seeing 
that independence come out, but also you're like, I'm going to go crazy. (laughs) Also, um, for those of you who don't know Harry Potter, uh, Harry's mom's name is Lily. So I I love that your daughter's name is Lily. (laughs) Yep. And I do feel like we're going to get asked that um, quite a bit because whenever people find out how much of a nerd I am, that is one of their questions. I did not come up with it. It was my husband's idea. I I know. I just love it. I was like, did he just suggest we name our kid Lily? I was like, okay, I'm going to go with it before he realizes that it is Harry Potter and changes his mind. (laughs) (laughs) So, okay. Well, now everybody's probably wondering, like, are you going to name baby number two after a Harry Potter character? I was just thinking about that yesterday. I was like, we should tell people that we're going to name it Petunia and see what they say. (laughs) Oh my gosh, please do. That would be so funny. I do think we are going to go with that until we announce like a real name. Obviously, if it's a boy, we're not going to do Petunia. But if it's a girl, that's going to be our running joke. You could do Severus or something. Something Albus Severus. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, so good. I love it. Awesome. Um, What what is something that you're are struggling with right now? You said you really love like her age right now. It's really fun. is there more than just like her being like a three-nager that you are just at a point right now where it just feels like a struggle in motherhood? Um, a lot of my mom's struggle comes with trying to balance the, obviously this is a struggle for most moms because all over the internet, we're struggling with mom guilt for this, that, and 5 million things that most of the time our husbands don't even know that we're thinking about. Um, but a lot of my struggle, especially this past year with teaching, it was super difficult. So trying to find a balance between work and good momming for lack of a better term, um, this past year I switched schools and the job was way more demanding. I switched from an elective at a STEM school to a core subject at a title one school. And there wasn't really a curriculum that was left. There was a book and some other stuff. And just because of how much extra time I had to put in at work, it made home life pretty stressful. And I do my very best. And I recommend this to everyone who is a working mom and who has a job and has kids, even if it's not full time, try to leave your work at work. And I think that's honestly what saved what little sanity I had. Um, And it was just really hard to juggle with that much more being demanded. And we also bought a house in October. So the moving, all of the paperwork, all of the things getting adjusted to a new city because we moved back up to North Florida and trying to find new doctors and all of that. It was just an extremely stressful year. Currently at this moment in the summer, um, I'm struggling with finding a routine that works for me doing my behind the scenes stuff, such as like my wellness coaching and working on our podcast and a good schedule for her, but I will gladly take it after the year I had. And I'm just hoping and praying that this year is smoother and better for us. Yeah. I hope that for you too. I agree. I think even if you are at work at home, mom, like there is obviously it's easy to work anywhere in your house, right? You're carrying your phone and like, that's typically your work. Um, but if I have like work, I need to get done, like real focused work, like I'm in my office where I'm at right now. Like, it's just, 
it, it's a little bit easier than to have that separation if you have like a place where you work instead of, you know, like if you bring your phone to your bed and you're working, that leads to, you know, tricking your brain that bed being in your bed is not just for sleeping. It's also for working and then it doesn't shut down and then you don't sleep well. And so, yeah, I think drawing those boundaries is really good and important. So you like, like didn't ever work at home. Like you just like left all of the things there or like you were able to just kind of like shut off work once you got home or what, how'd you do that? So for the most part, um, I actually stayed from, we were allowed to get there at six 30 and we were allowed to stay until five. Most of the time I was there in between seven and seven fifteen, And I was there until five most days. And I would swing by and meet my mom at our spot because my mom and dad have been watching her last school year. Um, we had a special meetup spot and then come home and do the dinner and all of the things. So I was able to, in that time, do most of the things that I needed to. And there was only like a few weekends where I had to spend an hour or two. And I tried to give my husband or whoever was watching her a heads up saying, Hey, like report cards are coming out. I need to spend an extra hour or two. You're going to have to just find a way to make it work. Yeah. That brings up a good point about how crucial it is to learn to ask for help as a mom. Is that something that's always come easy to you or is that, no, (laughs) that's been like a big, big thing that you've had to learn. Right. So I think, I mean, I think it is for all of us. Like it comes to a point where we realize like, I can't do this alone. It's okay to ask for help. Um, what tips you got for learning that process? I did not learn that gracefully. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes (laughs) that happens. (laughs) Yes, but we are getting better about it now. So uh, because of her age, I actually had her September before COVID hit. So COVID hit 2020 and we went home and we didn't go back to school that year. And because I was so paranoid, uh, I pulled her out of daycare. So I had her there, but luckily because of what I taught, like I could teach basically just an online class. I could put the PowerPoints online and they could teach themselves because it was just mostly vocabulary stuff. Um, but in that time, in that summer, I struggled so much. I would not be surprised if I had postpartum depression, but I refused to believe it. Um, and also right after I had her, my husband switched to overnights. And so around the time that I was supposed to be going back to working full time after the six to eight weeks, he was put on overnights. And so the first basically whole year and a half was him working overnights and me feeling so overwhelmed with like the pumping and breastfeeding struggles that come with that going back to work and then the COVID and I didn't want to go to stores with her. Like it was just so hard. And down in Orlando, we did have a few family members, but there wasn't a lot. Um, And because they were all working full-time, it was very difficult to number one, get the help or so I thought. And so I think that kept, kept me from asking for help quite a bit. And at one point my husband had to sit me down and be like, you've got to get over this. You need to do a few things to help you get in a better mindset because he could see that I was going crazy. So he was encouraging in his way, which is what I need in my life. And God knew that. So he was like, no, you can't do this. You have to ask for help. And if that means you taking time off, do that. And if that means you reaching out to certain family members, do that. And if that means you reaching out to friends, do that. And it was still hard as crap. Because I know a lot of your followers are like this too, where we do like to think that we have it all together, or at least we want other people to think that. 
most of the time. And so showing that quote unquote weakness was a hard pill for me to swallow. Jeez. <laughs> um, but this is what raw mom life is. And I know that other people who had their babies around that same time, and even people who are having them now, especially if they are away from a good, big support group are going through these struggles. So to you, moms and dads and anybody else who is listening, if you are the person that needs help, please find people that you are comfortable asking for help from. And if you aren't comfortable, just like text it to the people you are comfortable with until you get comfortable, talk to yourself in the mirror, do all of the weird things. But until you get comfortable asking for help, you're not going to be able to be the best you and the best mom and the best, whatever else you have to be in your life. And it's not worth you driving yourself crazy and struggling every single day for it. So you're just going to have to put on your big girl panties and make a phone call or five. Yeah, for sure. I mean, whether that's like asking for help or just like straight up taking care of you, like you can't be the mom you want to be without those things. And it, it is a learned thing and it doesn't make you weak. It doesn't make you a bad mom, right? It makes you a good mom to know, like, to finally admit to yourself, like, I'm a great mom, but I can't do this alone, right? Or, I'm a great mom, but I need a break from my kids or kid or whatever, like learning those things and being okay with it. Uh, you also realize really quickly that you aren't alone, right? I'm sure you learned that real quickly. Yes. And having people in your life who aren't afraid to be honest about that also helps because if you have the like perfect Instagram feed moms in your life, it's going to mess you up in the head. So if you're not following somebody like Amber or some of the other moms who are like, honestly, mommy or diary of an honest mom, like those types of accounts where they show the messy houses and they talk about all the mom guilt and they talk about exactly what you said, where you're like, I feel bad for needing to get away from them. Now, like you have to recharge your batteries. You have to refill your cup. Like you have to have a cup to pour from. And if you can't be the awesome you that you are, how are you going to be able to teach them to be awesome? Exactly. They learn by our example, right? Mm-hmm. I also think we can take from this message too, because um, we don't always have those people in our life who are that like bold and forthcoming. Our husbands are the same. It sounds like my husband is, he'll like call me on something if he needs to, or like, okay, you need to, you need to just like get out and do something for you. I can tell, you know, you know, have those people, right. It might not always be our spouse. It might be our, our mom or our friend that does that, but also you could be that for somebody else. Right. And so recognizing, like, I have a girlfriend who I always just try to tell her, like, I'm going to, I'm going to take your kids on this day, not asking her when she wants me to, to take her kids for a day because she doesn't, doesn't want to ask for help. She wants to portray that she can do it all, but I know she can't because she's human. We are all human and we all need help. And so um, being that like bold person in somebody else's life is a huge blessing too. Mm -hmm. I love that you said that. I recently saw something where they were talking about like mom swaps and date swaps. So like you find a couple that you really like and your kids get along decently and you're like, I'm going to take the kids this day so that you guys can go on a date or you arrange it ahead of time. But that way you always have somebody that you can count on. Even if you are somebody who doesn't have a lot of family in the area, 
like you have to find a good network of people in order to make it work. And it's not just us saying that because we're saying that it's, we lived through it and we learned through it and you have multiple children. So you've learned this multiple times and we're just trying to share our wisdom um, and the places where we lacked it for those people who may need it and can benefit from it. Yeah, for sure. And I think, you know, some people feel like, well, where do I start? Where do I start looking for those people? Cause like Instagram's great to find friends who can support you verbally and, and cheer you on and whatever. Um, but also like you need those physical people who can, you can do date swaps with. We used to have a couple that we did that with before we could, you know, our kids are old enough that we can leave them home for a little while, um, go somewhere in town and whatever. But, um, even, even like during the day, like I'm going to take the kids for two hours today. So you can just maybe sit on the couch and read a book or take a nap or whatever. And like vice versa, or you meal swap or whatever, finding those people, great places are, if you have an early childhood program in your town, some community ed stuff and your church are great places to start. And that's where we met a lot of people that um, have become some of our very best friends. Mm -hmm. I didn't think about church because honestly, since we left down there, we haven't been to church like down there. I actually met him at church because his dad was a pastor. Um, so we had like a decent church family down there. They were very supportive and everything, but because of their age and lifestyles and everything, a lot of it wouldn't work out for that aspect, but our dance class and like, if your kid goes to daycare, if your kid has a friend at daycare, or even our neighbor has a kid that's close to our age. And while we may not be like close enough to do that with them yet, there has to be somebody that, you know, or that your kid knows that you will get to that stage with. So you will, you will, and you feel like you won't, but you will. And then all of a sudden you're going to have too many friends because you meet all of these different people because your kids get involved and dance and preschool and, and then they continue to grow up and you're like, holy crap, I have so many options now. And it's a blessing, um, to be able to kind of be picky and, you know, choosy about that, but just to start getting yourself involved in those little things too. I love that. That's so good. So good. Um, so you mentioned it earlier, but like, how do you battle mom guilt? It is such an important topic for me to talk about because it is something that we all struggle with and we all feel bad when we feel guilty. And it's just this like stupid recurring cycle. Right. Um, and we all deal with it in different ways. So how do you deal with mom guilt? I was thinking about this because I figured you would ask it and I have actually been able to, I think, put it into a decent system here. So when I feel mom guilt for not doing certain things, whether at the house, like, oh, we should be reading a book or we should be doing something more studious. I can actually sit down with her for a few minutes and ask her about her letters or ask her about her numbers or sing a song about counting. And she can do all of the things. And it's like, get out of your freaking head, please. Like you read to her every night. Stop feeling guilty that you're not practicing the Greek alphabet with her. It will be all right. (laughs) And for the times when I feel guilty about leaving her, I think about how good it was whenever the daycare was like 10 minutes from our house. And then I had another 30 minutes to drive to school. I could listen to whatever podcast I want. I could jam out to whatever songs I wanted. For me, the song one is something that I didn't realize how powerful it was. And like in my head, I think I can dance decently, but <laughs> like you can, you do a lot of training with Sean T on Beachbody, hey, right? You love his stuff. Yeah. I, I know. It. Freaking. I love those programs. And I just did country heat earlier. And every time I revisit a dance program or a program that focuses on music or like, obviously I think you saw, but I got a pole in my house. 
anytime I go to those creative outlets or go to those high energy, good music times, it, it just clicks. And I'm like, this is what you need more of in your freaking life. And you can't get that while she's climbing upside down on you while you're in a plank. You're going to have to ship the kid off for a few hours and refill your dang cup. So I try and focus on whatever I'm feeling guilty about them or me not getting, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Like being okay with, with allowing yourself that time and that joy in your life because you deserve it. I talk about it all the time that like mom guilt, it just, when it comes down to it, it's like, it's a head game. Just like you said, we've got to get out of our own heads about that guilt yesterday, um, the day we're recording this, my girls and I were at the beach with some friends and we had a play date that we were going to go to like late in the afternoon. And my nine-year-old really wanted to go. She was really excited. It was with a bunch of moms that I know who have like smaller kids. And she, she's like my babysitter girl. Like she loves babies, toddlers, preschoolers. So she was so pumped to go. We ended up spending the, the day at the beach, like longer than expected. And so we didn't end up making it to the play date. And I could see the disappointment in her face when she found out we weren't going to go. And I felt guilty. And then I was like, we just spent the mother effing day at the beach. Why am I feeling guilty about this? Like so stupid. And so then I just like, you know, mentally talked myself out of that instead of letting myself go down that rabbit hole of feeling guilty. Um, and I think with, you know, each scenario of the mom guilt, it's not like it just comes up once you quote unquote, defeat it, right? Like you, you get past that mindset, it'll come back. It'll creep in again later. And today I've even thought about it a couple of times. And so just, you have to be in that practice of that positive self-talk, just like you said. Mm -hmm. And honestly, like we had to read love and respect for part of our premarital counseling. And in there, it talks about stopping the crazy cycle. And what I wish people could understand is that you can do it for yourself too. It's not just when you're fighting with your spouse or whenever you see yourself going down a rabbit hole with somebody at work or something like that, but you've got to be able to grab control of like your thinking and reset it. And for me, it works with what else would I be doing with my time? Number one. So if you're not at the beach, what would you be doing with it? If for me, if I'm not doing something else, I would probably be on my phone or doing something else. It doesn't really matter. So make the most of the moment while you're in it. And I also do this thing where I like to look at my life as a book because I like to read. Um, And so if I'm the main character, what do I want that person to do? Like, what am I looking for them to do on the next page? That's going to make the story better or make me like them more or make me like appreciate and learn something from them. So in the times where I am feeling the mom guilt one, what can I do to stop it? If it's just me being crazy figure out what I need to do to adjust it. So like I said, if it's feeling bad about not spending enough time with them, think about how much time you're actually spending with them. If you're feeling bad about them, like not reading to them one night, how many nights did you read to them? Find the opposite of whatever the bad thought is and use it for good. That's so good. I love that. That's a really great tip for people to take. So good. Thanks, Caitlin. Um, What is something that you know you're really great at as a mom? Um, speaking of positive self-talk, right? Let's hear it. So before you added the, as a mom part, the main thing that I get complimented by people on is my positivity. And when I was in the quote unquote dark time, 
whenever she was a little bit younger, it was hard to do that sometimes. And outside of motherhood, that's what I get complimented all the time on. And because she doesn't know how to say it, I don't think she does, but she shows it. Um, One of the things that I'm really loving right now is she's at this age where she can say more words and do more things. And so she'll say, thank you, mommy. And being a words of affirmation person, that goes a really freaking long way. It does. I, I totally agree. Even just the simple words. Thank you. Mm -hmm. So I think mom game strong. It is being her daggum cheerleader because she's learning how to ride a bike right now. And even when she fell, just being there and being able to talk her through it and help her learn from that experience. And we, she also has gotten really smart about whenever we get upset, we say, okay, breathe. So she'll hear like me and my husband get loud occasionally because no marriage is perfect. I mean, go ahead and debunk that for all of you people listening who think that every marriage is perfect. No, Mm-mm. no marriage is perfect. True. No. that. I even read a book or started listening to an audio book about something about not wanting to kill my spouse after we had babies. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so she'll hear us get loud or she'll hear me get loud about something. She's like, mommy, mommy, settle down. Calm down. It's okay. Breathe. Cute. Yes. Or like, if you cry, she'll go up to you and like wipe your little tear off your cheek and say, it's okay. And I'm like, girl, you're doing a good job. Like this crap right here. It makes you want a happy cry. You're doing all right. Kick the mom guilt to the freaking curb. That's right. That's right. Teaching them empathy and there's nothing like it, you know, Mm -hmm. like, I, I can, uh, I can empathize so much with that because I've had instances where my girls will just cry right along with me when I'm like telling them something hard. Or I remember Sylvia and Maria were little, they were like three and almost two, no, probably like three and one and a half when my papa died and we were on the way back to the hospital and my girls, like they watched a full on breakdown of, of their mom. And, you know, they're so little and we're on the way back to my parents' house after we left the hospital. And Sylvia just, it's okay, mommy. Great Papa's in heaven with Jesus now. And like, just wrapped me up in the oh. when we got home. And I was just like, oh, you know, like you plant those little seeds with the kids. And I just talked about this on my Instagram story the other day, like just keep planting those seeds of whatever it is, faith or empathy, love, positivity, respect, all those things. And they, they see it, they get there. Right. And you get to see some of that fruit sometimes. And it is such a beautiful thing in motherhood, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. Like, and as for those people who are listening, who are like, I don't see it in my kid. You will, you will, whatever you plant in that garden, it's going to show up. So if you need to do some pruning, do some pruning. Cause we've had to do that too. <laughs> yeah, oh for sure. Yep. We all do in ourselves and our kids and our marriage, all of it. Yeah. Oh yes. Awesome. This has been such a beautiful conversation, Caitlin. Um, I know people who love Harry Potter just as much as we do, and they're going to want to come hang with you. Um, something I love about Caitlin is that she incorporates Harry Potter into everything she does. Um, including her like health coaching and, and her new podcast is going to be uh, based on Harry Potter and stuff. And so let, let people know a little bit more about your podcast coming up, or maybe it'll be out by the time this, this releases and where they can find you on social media. 
Got it. Okay. So a little background on that. The I'm actually co-hosting it with a friend and I met this friend. I actually went to school with her husband, like way back in the day, uh, like first, second grade, all of the years, because it's K through eight at that school. And then I reconnected with her mostly through the health coaching and everything. And when we moved back up here, the house that we bought, it's only like five minutes from their house and our girls. Yes. I was like, okay, some more God winks. All right. Yeah. And then her daughter, our daughters are five days apart. So so fun. Yes. There's your people. Yep. So they were in the same dance class. So we have like all these connections and our views align on a lot of things. And she also really loves Harry Potter. They had a Harry Potter reception for their wedding. Um, Amazing. Yes. So cool. Yes. So the, um, she actually reached out to me about it first, but I had been thinking about it because I know you and several other friends who have done podcasts before. And I get this text message and her name is Hillary. And so Hillary texts me and it says, Hey, uh, this might sound a little crazy, but I feel like you're the person that I could ask and get like an honest and like positive answer from. She's like, what do you think about doing a podcast? And I was like, are you asking me if I want to do one with you or if you should do one? Because the answer is yes to both. (laughs) (laughs) And so we were like, what are we going to talk about? Obviously, we're going to talk about Harry Potter and Disney because that's what we have in common. And also the fact everything I just said about our little girls. So it's magical momentum. It's spelled momentum, but it's emphasis on the mom. We are on Instagram at magical momentum podcast. Um, and we will be hopefully dropping that first podcast on Harry Potter's birthday, which for those of you who are Harry Potter nerds, you know, that that is July 31st. And for those of you who don't, we just told you so you can cheat and act like you did. (laughs) Exactly. I always remember because that's also my mom's birthday. So I always remember that it's also Harry's birthday. Oh my gosh. That's so fun. Um, But yes, it's going to be a lot about how we infuse magic into our daily lives. Because like you said, I do try and infuse it into my wellness and health coaching and everything. And I actually refer to my pre-workout as magic morning juice, because a lot of times that's what it freaking is. (laughs) There is no get up and go. (laughs) Yeah. That's how you are with your coffee. It's that. Yeah. And so, yeah, we're just going to talk a lot about how we manage to overcome a lot of our struggles in motherhood and in life, how we stay motivated to do stuff and how life lessons from Disney life lessons from, um, Harry Potter and all of the things just merge together. And I'm really big into making everyday moments magical and recognizing them for the magic and miracles that they are. So just infusing all of it together. So there's something for people who love Disney. There's something for people who love Harry Potter's and there's something for all of us struggle bus moms out there. I love that. I'm so excited for your podcast to release. I can start listening to it and what a just cool twist that you're adding to, to make it unique. It'll be really cool. So, um, I'll let, I'll link that all in the show notes so people can come hang with you guys and follow as your episodes release. And I'm excited for you. Thank you. Oh, and we did just come up with something, one of those cool plot twists that you just mentioned. We were thinking about how often we wanted to release it and how to make it like a little bit more nerdy. And you know how in the books, there's like the radio show, whenever they're being banned by Voldemort and everything, you have to have the password to find it. Yes. We're going to go on the Instagram and give hints to when the next episode drops. Oh my gosh. That's so good. And nerdy. It's so lovely. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) We were like, this is genius. 
Oh, it is. And I, I, you'll come up with so many more ways, I'm sure, as you go to with recording. And and yeah, that'll be so fun to watch. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. And I appreciate all your help behind the scenes with all of your advice and everything. And you've just been a wonderful person since the day I met you. And I love still working with you and learning from you. Oh, ditto, friend. So grateful for you. Thanks so much for being here, Caitlin. Thank you. And I hope you have an amazing, magical day. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Raw Mom Life podcast. If you love anything you heard today, share it with some family or a friend who might resonate with it as well. I love to hang out on Instagram, so come find me over there for some more laughs and maybe a few tears as well, but always a good cup of coffee. Mama, I appreciate you and never forget, you are never alone.